Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Let's do story time, shall we? We got to pick up here with our arbiter of taste for the morning, which will be Alan in Phoenix. Hi, Alan. Welcome to the radio program. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, all right. So we've got a couple of stories to choose from here. Mark's story consists of? Well, it's an old story about the time I had my wife paged over the loudspeaker in Home Depot. All right. And my story involves or maybe doesn't involve the phrase, do you know who I am? Which one will it be, Alan? Which one will you want to hear? Um... Let's do the Home Depot one. All righty then. Oh, Good. Okay. Far more interesting than mine. Good. Alan, you may you you have kids, Alan? Yes. Okay. You may sympathize with me on this one. This goes back, okay. and I was reminded of it because I was I was at a, a little party on Saturday night where people were talking about crazy stories when their kids were young, and my daughter, who is 28 and is getting married this year, this goes back to when she was about three months old. Um, we were new parents. My parents were out here visiting us. For some reason, my wife, my dad, and my mom all went to Home Depot. And I said, yeah, I can stay home with the with the baby, no problem. I can handle this. Why not? Sure. My first time doing it by myself, little, I think. Little Mr. <laughs> so, mom moment there. So, um, at a certain point, she started crying. And, you know, I picked her up, walked her around the house, still crying. You know, tried feeding her, still crying. Nothing I could do to get her to stop crying. This goes on for like 20, 25 minutes. And finally, I'm like, I got to reach my wife. She'll have the answer somehow. This is before cell phones, though. So I actually called the Home Depot. They weren't there. I waited a little while. They had finally gotten there. I had them paged over the loudspeaker. (laughs) <laughs> to come to the phone. This is pathetic. And it was. It is pathetic. I had my wife paged over the Home Depot loudspeaker as if there was something really wrong happening, so she could give me some advice on how I could stop our daughter from crying. And of course, she said, "Well, have you gone outside with her in the fresh air?" I said, "No, I didn't think of that." She said, "Give that a try." So I went outside with her in the fresh air. And she stopped crying moments later. So she was just suffering from a lack of oxygen. It was essentially what that was. <laughs> she was in cabin, cabin fever you were, is what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You were essentially smothering your, yeah. your young daughter. That's Alan, thank you, God. Yeah. You saved a life there, Alan. Well done. <laughs> exactly. She but, uh, heroism right there. You know, again, this is before cell phones, and uh, it would have been pathetic to call on the cell phone, too. But oh, well, it would have been pathetic? private. No, it would have been private. It wouldn't have been as pathetic. This is now everybody in the, in the story. You're the story. Like, hey, did you hear about the jerk off? They called us. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Nice job. No, I was uh, I was able to track her down. So, uh, you know, I showed some uh, some intuitiveness and yes, ingenuity right. there. Right. But uh, what have we learned? Women are better than we are. <laughs> That's what we've learned. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because Just open the front door. Because you're a man. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing. Now, now here's the lesson that you learn from that. Every time she cries, you open the front door, just put her on the front step. <laughs> just leave her there. And she'll stop crying. Yep. Or you can just shut the door and not have to hear it. Right. So there you go. There's the story today, Alan. And for being our arbiter of taste, we're going to grab you some tickets for Bike Week, okay? Sweet. Thank you very much. Well done, you Alan. Hang it. on the phone. There you go. All right. Beautiful. It's a sad story. It, it? It's, it's a, kind of pathetic. It's very pathetic story. Isn't it? Question is: How do you know your basketball team is not a good basketball team? 
Well, when your basketball team plays a significantly better basketball team and then beats said basketball team by nine points. Like, when, you're, when your bad basketball team puts up 118 points, you know your basketball team is better than a basketball team that's supposed to be better than your basketball team. Yeah. You what know are, what I'm saying here? What are these guys talking about? Talking about the Suns and the Lakers. Oof. The Suns actually beat the Lakers on Friday night by nine points by here the, at home. The, the, uh, the Suns just had a 17 or 18 game losing streak snap in the middle of last week. Yes. So they've won two. So now they're on a tear. They are. They are not good and and they are so bad that with the Lakers losing to them on Friday night, Snoop Dogg, who has courtside seats for the Lakers, is offering his Lakers seats for $5. And it's f-ing terrible watching my Lakers play. Somebody got to go. Starting with the coach. This ain't going to work. This is not the L.A. way. These sorry motherfuckers ain't going to do shit. They sorry. They f-ing suck. Get LeBron some f-ing help. I'm selling my f-ing booth right now. This year, y'all can have it. $5 for the motherfucking booth to the Laker games. Anybody can have it. All the homies, hit me up right now. Well, hit up Snoop Dogg if you want to get some good Laker seats. Yeah. That's a, what, is see, here's a, what is Booth? Does he have a, a suite? Is he saying Booth? I'm guessing he has a luxury box. Okay. Because Snoop's got cash. He does. And he's got to have some place where he can smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Suns are... I, I will tell you, because uh, uh, there was a guy, um, I forget the, the rapper's name, but it was a guy, he was representing Ricky Williams. Um, yeah, Master, Master P. P. Master P. Yep. He had a luxury box next to my ex-wife's, uh, the, my ex-wife worked for a television station in New Orleans. So their luxury box, Master P's luxury box is right next to the, the uh-huh. channel the, yeah. and when they opened the sliding glass doors it was just a cloud of smoke yeah, yeah, that just right. came out so I'm sure that's the only place in uh, in the Staples Center where you can smoke is in your luxury box it I would assume be. Yeah, might be maybe not but so that's where Snoop probably hangs so once the Suns who are 13 and 51 which means they roughly win one of every five games they play that's not good that's that is very bad yep uh, they beat the Lakers on Friday night and I think that's how you know your team is bad when when you lose to them, you offer to give away really awesome seats for only five bucks, and you've obviously paid a whole hell of a lot more for them. And it's f-ing terrible watching my Lakers play. Somebody got to go. Starting with the coach. This ain't going to work. This is not the L.A. way. These sorry motherfuckers ain't going to do shit. They sorry. They f-ing suck. Get LeBron some f-ing help. I'm selling my f-ing booth right now. Yep. This year, y'all can have it. Five dollars for the motherfucking booth to the Laker games. Anybody can have it. All the homies, hit me up right now. You know what would be interesting is all you have to do is take Get LeBron some help out of there, yep. and that could apply to the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Snoop Dogg could be an, an NBA franchise spokesperson. So Paul had a friend in town this weekend with a very special skill, a very special talent. Yeah, uh, my buddy Jay, uh, who in the 80s was a drummer for a uh, third level like hard rock band that never really did anything, um, is now making his living part time as a Rod Stewart slash Barry Manilow impressionist. So, but this weekend he was just Rod Stewart, he right? Just, he doesn't he do just, both in one show. It's no, no, either no, no, or. No. no, it's either or. He was he was brought into town because the Scottish games were in town. You know, there, there were yeah. you know, we're, we're, I guess guys dressing kilts and throw rocks at each other. <laughs> and, they don't throw them at each other. But well, they, yeah, well, they do if you're in a Braveheart. Remember that right. part where he drops Amish with a little a little pebble? <laughs> Remember that part? Yeah. Yep. Well, so so my buddy, he's doing this Rod Stewart, 
impression, and uh, he's playing Saturday night down at Steel Park. Now he comes across the country from Boston, right? For yes, this, like he, he flies all over the country. What does do he do this? during the week? Does he have he's a regular a mu- job? He's a music teacher. Okay, so he's, he's a musical bo- guy in the so, Boston yeah. public school system. Yeah, no, he's, he's been a musician his whole life, but he's a public school teacher <laughs> with hair. And, and here's the thing: he doesn't wear a wig. His hair is frosted and spiked like Rod Stewart. He walks around like that twenty four seven. So they brought him like into the Scottish the, games. Yeah, if you were at the Forty Nine Grill on Saturday night, right. you saw us eating there because it was just it was freaky looking. Okay, guy, guy looks like Rod Stewart. Guy looks like Meatloaf. He's we're sitting at the table. He's working the gimmick. Yes. Yep. So he's at the Scottish games, and he's supposed to go on at six o'clock. So I get uh, an email in the afternoon or a text in the afternoon that says, "Hey man, you want to come down on the show?" I'm like, "What? Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll do that." Yeah. So I get out in the Scottish games, and he's supposed to start at six. I got there, I don't know, a little after five or so, and the parking for Steel Park is actually is connected to the VA hospital. You know, when you're going down it's Indian school. It's a weird school, area, yeah. yeah. You get down to Indian school, then you take a turn. It's supposed to be third, but it's not third. Like, right. third ends at Indian yep. school to become something else. Yeah. Um, so I pull into the parking lot, and there's a big sign that says parking lot full. You can get new parking if you get down on Central. If you get down on Central, go into okay. Steel Park on the other side. So, of course, I do that. I go out, I take a right, I take another right, I go down on Steel, down to Steel Park, and I, I get inside. And as I'm walking up to the back gate, I see them closing the gate, and the, the ticket booth and everything is, is shut down. Well, my buddy says he left my name at the gate. Well, obviously, there's nobody at the gate. Yeah. And it must be another gate. So I go up to the security guy, and he's. Uh, I'm like, uh, is this gate closed now? He's like, yeah. I go, what time do the games end? He goes, 7. I go, but it's but it's 5 o'clock. He goes, doesn't matter. You know, this gate is closed. You have to go around to the main gate. I go, okay, well, where's the main gate? He goes, well, you have to walk around all the water. And you know, like the lakes that are there okay. in Steel Park? Right. There's like a path that goes all the way around that. And now it's like it's like five minutes to six. My buddy goes on at six o'clock. So I essentially just grab my phone and text him and say, hey, man, look, I'm, I'm going to be late. Yeah. Uh, I apologize if you look out there and you don't see me. I'm, I'm going to be late and stuff. And all of a sudden from behind me, I hear, hey, Paul. Yeah? Just come here. Did you have any troubles? I go, well, yeah, my buddy is going on stage. It's, you know, six o'clock. Who was the guy? It's just another security guy. His name is Pete, but he's known as Sarge. So he helped. So you Sarge, out. yeah, he works for Live oh, Nation nice. too. He's okay. the guy you've seen him. We've met him a bunch of times. Tall guy, mustache. He runs the oh okay, the, yeah, the he's barricades. A big, big listener, yeah, yeah, he runs the barricades yep. when like at big concerts because yes. he's a big dude. He can handle security. Yeah. So he's like, if you're having any problem, man, come with me. So he walks me right in through the back gate. I got the little the little star treatment for a second. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't have to pull the "Do you know who I am?" card because I didn't want to do that. Yeah, well, you and know, Sarge if, already knew who I was. If you have to pull the "Do you know who I am?" card at a Rod Stewart impersonator yes, show, yes, it's not yes, a good. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're pretty much at the end of your your, your <laughs> whatever, your whatever celebrity. celebrity you've had yeah. is fading yes. fast. Yeah, if I can't if I can't get into you know the Rod Stewart impressionist <laughs> on Saturday night at six o'clock. By the way, let's just talk about my social calendar, shall we? Well, you know what? I was available on two hours' notice to go see my buddy do Rod Stewart. Listen, I saw which doesn't come out the way it should sound. I saw I saw Rod Stewart <laughs> back in August at Talking Stick Resort Arena. It came off as the cheesiest Las Vegas lounge show I've ever seen. I would have preferred to see your buddy. It would have been a hell of a lot cheaper, and at least I would have known. Oh, this is supposed to be a joke, and, and it is, and he. And, and to his credit, I mean, there weren't a whole lot of people there at Saturday night dinner time at the uh, at the Scottish Games. I mean, all the games yeah. were over for the day. I see. Um, but the and the people. By the way, it was really well done. Like Paul and 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 uh, and Rich and all the guys that were doing stuff there and Don. Those guys they put that thing together really really well. Those it names you just listed was that the audience? Or? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't no, resist. Th- those were the organizers. But no, and in, in, in fairness to Jay, he brought inflatable 
um, soccer balls and kicked them out into the That's crowd. Cool. And crowd is a strong word, but <laughs> but kicked them out there. There were a couple. There were like three young drunk girls that just couldn't leave. They were into it. They were all I about it. it. So he came over and sat down while he's singing the songs with a martini glass in his hand. Completely cheesy. He's taking their cell phone and taking cell phones while he's singing the songs. Doing the selfies. Yeah, nice. yeah. So he's having you know he's having a good time. So but big thanks to Sarge, uh, Pete for for getting me in and and uh, Paul and the guys over there. It was really the Scottish games were fun. I, I did not buy a kilt. I know that was your next question. <laughs> I did not buy a kilt. All right, it was, then. it was a little cool that night, and you don't want that. Next year. Maybe. Time for a tale of woe and misery. Yay! But because it doesn't involve you, woe and misery are not applicable. Enjoy the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Right. And you'll see this at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. So most of us Arizonans, or I, I would say many of us Arizonans, have occasionally driven over into California for, you know, recreation, whatever it might be. And to, to realize that it's very, very cost efficient to live here in the state of Arizona. That is very true. And uh-huh. time efficient in comparison, too, because if you've ever been stuck in California traffic... No, thank you. You know how bad it can get, so... Mm-hmm. Anybody who lives over there, you know, if you're if you ever get a chance, like when things loosen up a bit, you want to put the pedal to the metal. You would think and, so, and make the most of it while you got no traffic happening. My right? guess is this is a tale of excessive speed. Yeah, you know, about a week ago, a guy driving a 2014 Nissan Altima on the 580 in the San Francisco Bay Area got pulled over doing more than 90 miles an hour, which is almost impossible in that area of California given the traffic situation. You know, think about this too. Now the speed limits about 70 in that spot. And so you're doing 90, 95 miles an hour. That's pretty much pushing it. In terms of of your grace period there. I I would think, yeah, that 11 mile an hour grace period doesn't really exist. And this was at about 1230 in the afternoon on Monday. Shocking. Yeah. Well, it was President's Day, too, I think. Yeah, we're not. I'm not, I can't remember, but that's unusual that you'd get that kind of... That kind of clearance to be able to drive that fast. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. the 580 is busy. Exactly. So doing 95 on it is not exactly the smartest thing to do at 1230, even if it was a holiday. Right. But uh, 95 was not as bad as the guy who got pulled over near that same area just 11 minutes later. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, this guy was doing 103 miles an hour. That has speed trap written all over it. That would be one of those things oh. where you say to yourself, okay, guys, put this up in social media the police are pulling people over mm-hmm. in a close stretch of of well that's great how far away was he when uh, when he got pulled over i mean did, is there like an exit between a couple different exits oh uh, there was there was you know a good good number of miles between right. the two incidents okay well um the second guy was uh happened to be driving a 2014 nissan altima well see here's the problem is you get profiled <laughs> when you drive a certain vehicle sometimes yeah so, you know it's just a bad day it must have been nissan altima monday there maybe so yeah. um it was the same guy no the exact same guy Hard to believe. Must be some kind of record. Two speeding tickets, 11 minutes apart. And what do you think the fines were? Because those are both excessive speeding tickets. Uh, It is around $900 for both of them. Total? Uh, Yeah. Oh. Yeah, between $900 and $1,000 generally, the speeding tickets there. Uh, That's two of them added up together. Well, here's the thing. He can afford that ticket because he saved so much money buying a Nissan Altima. (laughs) We don't have the guy's name, but it's obvious he has trouble learning from his mistakes. And yeah, sometimes it is very expensive. Expensive to be the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Man, that's a beautiful story that guy told, man. So if you were with us, uh, I think, week before last, you know that we set up an Instagram page for Paul's dog. 
ace. It's, yeah, it's well, ace we didn't good set pup. it up. Yeah, yeah we see, didn't set it up. It was it was more of a, a Guido thing. Our producer Guido set that up, and you know, even though we fell short of the goal of a thousand, we still decided. You know what the heck? We're nice guys. We paid for dinner for Guido and his wife, and you guys went out this weekend, right? Yes, yes, we did. Where'd you Where'd you hit? Uh, should I say the place? Oh, sure, whatever. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, we went out to the yard house. And uh, whoa, what's up, high Yeah, it was a nice steakhouse. <laughs> Wait, now, yeah. now you know how much money we gave him. Yeah. That's right. Well, we each gave him fifty bucks. Did you blow the whole thing that night? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh my. Yeah, we well we somebody got spend, into the alcohol. We usually spend like forty or fifty bucks on our own, so we were like, "All right, well, let's." Yeah, let's you went do for this. it. All right, cool. Yeah. Good. No, I'm glad you and you enjoyed yourselves. Oh yeah, it was. We ordered way too many drinks and too many appetizers. Good right. for you. We were oh, stuffed that's exactly before what you're to do, the right? meal even came. Right. So. Don't take don't take any of that money home. That's yeah, right. Exactly. I'm hoping no. you hope you Ubered, but uh, how was the service <laughs> at the place? Uh, we, you know what? The service was awesome. Uh, our, we sat at the bar. It was a, it was a crazy busy Saturday night. So we had to sit at the bar, but our bartender was very informative and very attentive and he was great. So thank you to Justin. Look at you. Look at you. Very nice. Well, cool. Yeah. See my mom, my, that's how my mom made her living. She was a a waitress or server for most of her life and then ran bars and restaurants and stuff like that to a a point. My wife did a ton of that. Yeah. Waiting on table so i always get like if we're sitting there at a restaurant all of a sudden she'll turn to me and go this guy must be new (laughs) right yes (laughs) right that's exactly what my wife does did she work in table service and stuff yeah we both work in the service industry service industry people the most judgmental people on the face of the earth they're so critical of each other i think everyone should like as an entry level like just education you should work in the industry Ah, uh, yeah, you know, that's not a bad get, idea. Yeah, I, mean, I did get, fast food. You know. I, I never did table service, but I did counter service and fast food stuff. So I mean, yeah, you got to be you got to be on top of it. Teaches you, gotta, you a little humility too. As does, a customer. Oh my yeah. God, does it ever? As but a customer, it's what people go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, as a customer, you should be nice to the people that are handling your food. Absolutely, they're busting their asses. They run all day, all night. Not that they're not all great. Right? No, 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 no. Oh, I know. no, I mean, no, no, no. There's some, there's some service. Sometimes you get lousy service. Well, Obviously, I mean, with that experience, you have a certain level of expectation. Right. Exactly. Especially, right. yeah, if you've been in the service industry, then you you know what to expect. You Because my wife will tell me things I didn't think. She's like, you should never bring out the such and such before you bring out the such and such. I'm like, I wouldn't have even thought yeah. of that. Yeah. Now, that having been said, if you've worked in the service industry, don't be a dick to the person that's serving you. Like, no. you sit back and go, Ugh. You know, I used, right. to, I used to do this for a living. <laughs> you should never bring the appetizers out any less than 10 minutes before the main entree. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Don't be that guy. Those are the type of pet peeves that my wife's always going over. Like, just under her breath, not, right, not yeah, out you know, loud. She doesn't say right. anything. No. Right. Yeah, but, no, my, my know, wife never makes a big fuss about it. But Don't, don't bring stuff up right. that you're going to bring to the table later. Offer to bring extra napkins and then never show up and bring the napkins. Well, well, th- th- we, a- we didn't ask for it. We didn't That's ask right. for it. Yeah. You offered and then you totally forgot, left now, us hanging. Do you feel heartbroken? Like if somebody comes and offers, you, and offers you an extra napkin and then you don't get the extra napkin, you're like, because here's what you do. You know this if you're at a restaurant and you go... Oh, uh, do you need any extra napkins? You go, oh, that's great. Yes, I'd love some extra napkins. Then you look at right. the napkin that you have, and you you just wipe your face. You're like, okay, yep. this is good. I'm going to get another napkin anyways. So yeah. I don't mind just wiping all the barbecue sauce on it's, this one. It's right. called follow-through. And yeah, now you've you, got right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need that. Well, yeah. let's let's check with this guy. What bugs you? Uh, yeah, when they bring you your food, 
and then they don't come back and check on you to see if you need anything. You don't see them until okay. it's time right. to ask for the check. That really annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, same type of thing. Yeah, right? but then there's the you other side rushed. of that too. There's the people that the minute you get your food, no sooner does the fork hit the mashed potatoes, they come over. How is everything? <laughs> I don't know. I just bought it. <laughs> I didn't have time to make the decision yet. I mean, Just the, give me a moment. This here. is a good news, bad news situation. The good news is the food is fresh out of the kitchen. The bad news is it's still too hot for me to eat, right. so don't check on me <laughs> yeah. until I've at least had a full. But on the other hand, they also there's, I'm sure there's a server out there that's like, let's wait till he's got a mouthful. Wait till he's got a mouthful. Hello, sir. Yeah, how is everything? Exactly. Okay, what, what would bug you most when you're in a restaurant? What bugs you most that, that servers do or don't do? So 480. 470-KSLX. I actually have a, a crazy story coming up in a little bit. About what? About a waitress who served us who, who didn't realize that something was happening on her body. I'll put it that way. Is this gross? It was pretty gross, but I, I'll, make it, I'll make it palatable. Okay, then. Enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.